Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town, I'm Lou Gregory and here's what's coming up today. Luton managed to get their first win in three games after three uh, penalties given away in the last three. We went a game without giving away one. A 1-0 win away at Birmingham, a brilliant result and gets us back on track. Today we'll discuss that away win in a little bit more detail. And as it's the 10-year anniversary of John Steele being appointed Luton Town Manager, we wanted to just look back at them last 10 years and everything he achieved, everything Nathan Jones achieved. Um, because look, we've got, we owe a lot to both of them. Um, Dave's with me tonight. We haven't got Bataro with us because he cannot be with us, unfortunately. Um, but Dave, we got the win away at Birmingham on Saturday, which uh, last two visits we went as fans. Weren't the, bre- weren't the best, so yeah, it was, it was good to get a win. It was a good, actually, it was a good day, good day out, good train journey, uh, overall performance, pretty good, and the result, exactly what we wanted, really, so, you know, the day, and, and you know, deserved it as well, absolutely deserved it, I thought the fans were brilliant, I thought their fans were terrible, um, you know, but I thought there was only one team that's going to win the game. Uh, yeah. I've, I've read a lot of comments on socials as well from the opposition fans basically saying, you know, they they thought they might have deserved something from it but you know what when you look at the stats not at all Uh, we were the dominant team for the whole game and it was great good performance and some really good performances and good positions they've been a bit of a bogey side Birmingham in recent years haven't they Um, especially in the last two seasons and it's always a tough place to go especially when mentally you you probably go in these guys normally turn us over or, or you know hard to break down but it's important as well just to get back on track with the win, especially after the performances in the last three games being there, but giving away them three penalties. Yep, true. Um, let's be real. Birmingham are in a position now where they have to fight for every point. You know, they're in, they're in a little bit of danger there, aren't they? Um, I think the manager's gone, what, one, lost nine from t- 11 or something like that. Um, so that they're in the scrap and, you know, you'd expect them to have done a bit better. Uh, it's always good to put the hoodoos away, isn't it? You know, you think about how we played at Queen's Park Rangers as well yeah. this season. And, and you're getting the results, which is great. And that just shows what a strong team we quite have and, and how good our manager is right now. Um, some three-word reviews of Birmingham nil, Luton 1. Justin says, solid three points. Dave says, deserved away win. Fran, cracking away day. Mike says, Pelly playing centre-back, or CB. Uh, Tom says, terrible refereeing again. Uh, Chris says, Birmingham voodoo over. Uh, Chas says another clean sheet Lizzie onwards and upwards Keith says in playoff mix and Rob says Morris tackle dreadful uh, we are well before we get into the, the tackle and stuff Keith's in playoffs mix you know we are fully like in playoff contention aren't we it makes uh, it makes your season feel really good when you're in this position we are in playoff contention we're, we're round about where we were this time last season within a point I think yeah and uh you know, it makes the Millwall game even bigger than it would have been a few weeks ago uh, because they're on a roll too. So definitely in the playoff mix. And, and why not dream about that again? Because, you know, 
we deserve it and we've been playing consistently well and we're getting better each season so why not that why Millwall not game is massive isn't it now coming up tonight as you're listening to this unbelievable how massive that game will be now you know three points there for us it's, it, firstly don't lose it that's the first thing don't lose it but three points it puts us you know six points clear of um, our friends down the road which would be great but really puts us in a good position going forward because we've got some tough games you know there's no easy games on, on this running right now. None. No, we've still got to play a lot of the, the top 10, and I, I guess you could say. But then, then our destination is in our own hands. Our destiny is in our own hands. If we perform like we know we can perform, then why can't we get the playoffs? But it's so tight up there. You lose one game, you could drop up right way down, down the table. Um, that's the excitement, though. We're not in any worries. We're not worried about going down. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Let's just hope that we can produce what we need to produce to push us into them playoffs again. I think, realistically, it'll be very difficult to win them. However, you've got to be in it. Yeah. So let's have that chance again. Also, with the Millwall game, I think it's one of our games in hand, obviously, the game that was uh, postponed due to the frozen pitch back in December. So, yeah, it's an opportunity to kind of either, you know, create a bit of daylight between us and the teams around us and even put a bit of pressure back on Middlesbrough to... Uh, to be like, look, we've, we're, we're right behind you guys. If Sheffield United mess up, if Middlesbrough slip up, we're going to be we're going to be there. I think Middlesbrough are aiming for that second spot. I think they think they really think they can they can catch Sheffield United. Um, for us, actually, you know, like us and Millwall, same points. I think they're above us on goals. Are they on goals? something like that? Yeah, goal difference. Yeah. I think I'm not sure. Um, so it's a big one for us. But the more points we get, further away from seventh. It's better for us. Yeah. Um, it makes me wonder, though, had we had Undersaw heating back in December, would we have played Millwall at a better time? Because Millwall on a total roll right yeah, now. Yeah, smashing it. And uh, so they're not going to be an easy turnover, are they? But it's winnable under the lights. We know the atmosphere is going to be intense. Um, but three points would be amazing. Would be so good. Yeah, it'd um, be fun. It'd be a great night out. Well, the three points from the other night... Um, you know, I thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a cagey game to start with. I do think we kind of started quite well. I do think Birmingham made it difficult for us to kind of play football, and I don't think they offered much. But at the end of the day, um, like you said, they're scrapping for their lives. So it was always going to be a tough game. And that first half, we had a few half chances, or we got into some like decent positions, but just couldn't quite get the shot away or or finishing, could we? Well, first off, I thought um, that Bir- you said Birmingham offered nothing. I wasn't in any fear that they were going to score in that first half at all. Um, they didn't trouble us at all. Um, we intercepted most of their long balls because that's what they were doing. Um, our defence were solid. And, you know, I think we, we had a couple of goals. I think Hedy Bayo had a good opportunity in the first yeah, half. Yeah, with the header, I think. Yeah, and, you know, there was a couple where we could have we been 3-0 up at half-time. Um, we didn't take our chances. That's the saddest thing. We created a couple, we didn't take them. But at half-time, I was in no doubt that we would push on um, and, and become better in the second half. So, yeah, it was a bit of an indifferent first half, wasn't it? It was really noisy from our fans, by the way. It was a really good atmosphere from yeah, us lot. And, good away, uh, Trevor. Yeah, it was brilliant. And the thing is that we, if we'd have taken our chances, I think we could have won four or five nil, let alone that. I, I, thought, I thought we were good. We just didn't convert. 
into the second half. The goal came quite early, didn't it? Yeah, a brilliant, brilliant cross from Doughty on the left hand side, and we saw this kind of in the first half. Doughty put in some uh, decent balls in from the left hand side, had a bit of headers over, which is mentioned, but this time it, it falls to to Morris, and he. I feel like he's this this finish is really under. Estimate. Is that what I'm trying to say? I feel like this this finish is just the way you headed it down. It's such a good finish. I feel yeah. like he needs more credit for that header because he heads it into the ground. And you hear it so many times when you're watching football. You hear commentators saying, you hear uh, former pros saying, you know, you've got to head it down into the ground, and it made it so difficult for the keeper. It was a brilliant header. It was a brilliant cross. It was a brilliant goal. First off, let's not underestimate the whole move. You know, the pass to the left hand side, the run down the line, the crossing was superb. Right on his on his bonds there and. Yeah, you're right. Executed it really, really well. What a great way to start the, go- the game. The goalkeeper had no chance, none at all. And you're thinking, that's it. We're going to push on from this. Um, Morris is class. And we've, we've yeah. been saying that for weeks. He's a class player. Um, he knows when to take. He's a proper striker. Took the ball well, headed it well, scored. But the cross was sublime. I was going to say, Alfie Doughty, I don't know, I feel like in the last few weeks, he's really beginning to step up like... It, some of the crosses he's putting in, you, you think back to um, uh, the the goal against Cardiff at home midweek when he puts the ball in from the left and Alabe heads it in. And, you know, that's just off the top of my head. I'm sure he's done more since then. But um, I even think he crossed the ball for Lockyer at Coventry. He's he's just been unreal yeah, recently, hasn't he? I think he's, he's really stepping up and kind of getting into that form now. I was about to say, it feels like he's stepped up a little bit and... Uh, yeah, the, the cross was brilliant, but that wasn't his only contribution to the game, was it? But it was brilliant. And you know if he gets a good cross in, then we've got a striker there to, to put it away. Um, I think it's unfortunate Adi Bayo hasn't scored, but, you know, that'll come. That'll come. But, you know, with Morris, uh, let's hope he's fit. Um, you've, got, you've always got a problem there. You've always got yeah. a problem there. But the, 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 the actual execution, cross, header, downward... Goalkeeper was getting nowhere near it. 1 0. You're thinking that's it. They're not going to get a chance. Although they did in the end, didn't they? They had a couple of scrambles at the end. But they hit the bar, had a little goal mouth scramble, which I haven't seen back actually. But I think at the time I was sat there thinking, or stood there thinking, I'm just going to hear them cheer in a minute because I couldn't really see what was going on. But it was pinging around the box, wasn't yeah. it? The, 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 the effort that hit the crossbar um, was a good head. I think we, we, we escaped that, but. Probably the only shot it wasn't even on target. Yeah, on nothing as well. Um, <coughs> Did they? They didn't even have a shot on target. No shot on target. An XG of zero point seven two, lower than us. Um, did want to talk about the tackle that, for some reason, referee only gave a yellow. It was a terrible. This was a terrible tackle, wasn't it? And even at the time, I did think it looked a bit high and and a bit of a, a forceful tackle and. It, you see the replays back and you see the still images and you think that's probably one if there is VAR in the championship then, been that gets off. sent off doesn't yeah. it but well, I, I don't understand how the referee being so close with a clear view is only given a yellow here he was right next to it I mean there's an argument there was one of their players in the way but that's a very poor one um, the only thing I can think I mean if you if you do look at the tackle you look at it in slow-mo you look at the stills you look at it over and over again you can see that the both feet off the ground, very high, definite red card. However, the only thing I can say is that on the day itself, I thought Morris went up really high when he, I mean, he fell down, he's hurt his shoulder, the way that he fell. Mm. And it was like very dramatic. And the only thing I can think of is the rest gone, oh, he's pushed that a little bit farther than it was. 
even though when you look back at it, it was a definite, definite red card. Without a shadow of a doubt, the feet that high, both feet off the ground, no control. I don't care if their manager thought it was a good tackle. It was a crazy tackle. And it's a definite red. The problem is you get all the you get all the the, the you know, the Birmingham players going around the referee, I know it, you know, it, it, they try and persuade him it isn't, don't they? And and you know, anyone who surrounds the referee should be yellow carded, that's how I look at it. But both feet off the floor is a definite reckless challenge. But the only thing I can say, think that the referee thought was, well, he's, he's overacted that because of the way that he... Because Morris flew up way up in the air and, and yeah. landed on his shoulder. And you knew immediately that it was a terrible, terrible dangerous tackle, tackle. Terrible. And he should have been readied. And the referee wasn't that consistent the whole game, was he? Let's be fair. Um, he had to go off as a result of the tackle. So fingers crossed he's going to be fit for the Millwall game. But look... He didn't look good when he went off, did he? No. He, he kind of he tried to get back on the pitch and then instantly had to sit down again. And he got loads of stick from the home fans, which baffles me as well. But it's football; this happens. Um, but well, yeah, you say it, loads of stick from the home fans, but they didn't make much of a noise. Let's be fair. How much of a miss would Morris be against Millwall? Huge miss, him? a huge miss. He's our number one scorer at the moment. He's like third in the championship as goal scoring. He's in a chance with the golden boot, and you know, a huge miss. However, we also know that Adi Bayo can score when he's on form. And, you know, occasionally Woodrow might pop one in, you know. Who knows? I, I would prefer to see Morris starting or at least being a pick off the bench if, if we're in desperate need. Uh, I, he's a huge miss. He's our number one striker right now. You're nervous for tomorrow or for tonight as you're listening to this, Millwall? Am I nervous? <coughs> um, no, I don't, I'm excited more than nervous. I, I feel that we can give him a good game. It's always a scrap between Luton and Millwall, always. Yeah. Um, so I feel we can give him a good game. I think we can, we can make sure that we perform to our best. Uh, we, can, we can beat them. That's how I look. But I can't, you can't take it away from Millwall at the moment because they're on a big, big roll. Um, and they're going to come to the Kenilworth Road full of confidence they can get a result. And they know, as much as we do, what that three points would mean to them as well. Because they're in the same position as us, you know. I feel like Mill will have an opportunity to really make a statement tomorrow. But then again, I, I, I feel the same with us. I feel whoever wins kind of puts down a statement again. And I'm still seeing it on Twitter. The second tier podcast tweeted the other day, who's finishing the playoffs and you're looking through and it's hardly anyone saying Luton. Everyone's going, Luton are going to drop out, Luton are going to drop out. So it's kind of like... I said that last season. You know, exactly. People keep underestimating us so I think it's a good opportunity for us to kind of just put a marker down again and go look we're here to compete with these teams all competing around here and you know you look at the next five fixtures again we've, we've got the likes of Mill, Sheffield United and Sunderland these teams all fighting around the playoffs and promotion and you know it's if you a win, brilliant game to but, be involved in isn't but it? if you win those, if you win those three games it'll be amazing it'll be absolutely amazing Everyone, it's little old Luton again, is it? No one expects us to be there. They still look at us, and we've said this many times, they should show a bit more respect these times because we, we're consistently good at the moment. You know, but a lot of those supporters will look at, well, Luton were non-league a few years ago, and that's yeah. the issue. So they don't expect us to be up there. They're, our budget's rubbish. Our, our stadium is, is, is our stadium. We love that stadium, but they all look at the same. This stadium's crap. You don't get more than 10,000 supporters. But you know what? That's why I love our club, and that's why we can push forward, and that's why we can get involved. And if we get, if we get promoted, you know what? That pays for power court too, doesn't it? So, at the end of the day, um, 
I'm just enjoying the ride at the moment. It's it's the best we've been playing for a long, long time. Um, underestimate is all you want. It's nice to turn up at away games as well. I think Jacob says here we're six unbeaten away again now since uh, the two one defeat to Borough in December. Which our away form has been outstanding this season. And just imagine if it was the same as our home form, we'd be at top of the league, wouldn't we? End yeah. of story. So. You know, I think in that respect, we've only got ourselves to blame, haven't we? If we'd have had a better home form, we'd have been much more up there. Well, let's move on. And a quick sorry to YouTube, who just managed to uh, have some video cut out for you then. Um, But look, this year, this week, sorry, was 10 years since John Steele was appointed as Luton Town Manager. And I kind of felt like we should have, we, we needed to speak about this on the podcast because I don't know, I feel like we have him to thank for what we're currently experiencing at the club, because he did come in at a time where the fan base was kind of turning, turning on him, on the club. And it, he come in and he said it straight and we just never looked back since really, have we? Um, we were in dire straits, weren't we? Uh, it, when you think about it, it was a sad time, but a happy time because you know what? The club had to get rid of some absolute morons. Uh, and I mean that from the Gurney era, um, Look what happened. We can't get away from the, the, the financial penalties that we, we were given, you know, with the 30 points and, and the 40 points, in fact. Uh, but we were languishing in that conference league. We didn't have the right person to lead us, which is, un, you know, unfortunate. John still come along and he steadied the ship. He, made, he brought everybody back together. And I think that was the most important thing. Uh, control the controllables. You know, brilliant. What a, what a brilliant thing to say. But there were a lot of people getting a bit angry about where we were. And he just brought everybody back together to say, come on, we'll get through this together. Yeah. And, he, and he put the right spirit back in the team. And, and you know what? That showed on the pitch as well as on the, on the, on the terraces. You know, we'd go to the ground and we'd be three quarters full with Luton's fans. It was fantastic time. And he took us out. And, you know, we got him to thank to get us in, back in that, in, into the Football League. It was John Steele. It didn't happen instantly for him, did it? Because he come in, I think, what, midway through the season. I think we finished 10th that year. Um, and I guess, I don't know, I think us as fans, we just always wanted that quick fix, didn't we? And it was the thought of maybe him coming in when he did and thinking, all right, we've still got games to kick on, but it didn't happen. But look, you kind of look back now and you go, it was all for the right reasons. It's all to build for that next season. And his first full season as manager, we do win the league and... It's crazy. It's a crazy time because when, I, I have to be honest, uh, when we got relegated, um, maybe we had we had the uh, big club syndrome because we thought we were better than everyone else. Maybe yeah. we all thought that and we were going to bounce straight back up because we had a fairly strong squad. We kept, uh, kept, as we said in one of the Christmas podcasts, um, we kept a really strong base and we recruited really well. You think we're going to go up again quite simply and we struggled. Um, um, you know, to see John Steele come in, didn't matter we finished. He was just getting the the values right again for our club. Um, and so, yeah, we had an exciting season when we won the league, didn't we? Every single game was brilliant. Yeah. I can't remember any one of them being absolutely dreadful. Uh, and we had some great times, didn't we? And, and, you know, just what we needed at the time, because without him, we're not getting up in that league, are we? He, he was proven at that level as well. Do you reckon our time in the conference has made us like who we are today. And I'd be interested to hear your opinion listening to this now as well. Leave a comment below on YouTube or socials over in the town because you look at our time and like you said, we went down, maybe we thought we were a bit big time. And yeah. I feel like us, all of us as fans of Luton Town have kind of just 
learn now and we see it with teams like Luton but yeah exactly that though it doesn't matter who you are if you don't have that right attitude you don't deserve to win a football game the teams like Luton thing is probably the 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 exact thing we were doing to all the clubs that were coming to us in the conference league I don't think there'd been anyone there that we said oh well you know they're, they're better than us none you know but did you learn from that mistake of course we did um did that did your question was did our spell in the conference make who we are now yeah, like 100%. It, you know, as, fan, as a fan base as well. Yeah, a fan base, totally. I mean, there was a few people that dropped off, obviously. We didn't stop going. You know, you get you wouldn't get those huge attendances. But, you know, we all went. We went away, home, all the time. It made Gary Sweet a bit as well, if you don't mind me saying that. He, he would be, the, he was, you know, pushing up for the, the conference. He was on the... the, the chairman or whatever else whatever that whatever they do with the conference um no idea what you're on about man. yeah you do he was he he become part of the board of the conference didn't he? he he was one of those people that pushed it on um it was good for the club uh, let's be fair rather not have been there but i think we regrouped well and what it's made us as a stronger a stronger club you know the the football league and 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 the fa really screwed us over we regrouped, we got a good manager in John Steele and he got us back into the Football League, which was amazing. But we came back stronger than we when we left and that's the most important thing. Producer Jacob says, is he the club's best manager? And look, uh, oh, you can't, I know he's you asking can't do that, that for a little conversation here, but he, what you'd probably say is he, he did have one of the, the, maybe one of the toughest jobs as a loot manager. Is that fair? Can anyone tell me that's not fair below in the comments? It, what, because we were in a different league? Just because of the situation we were in. It was our fourth season in the conference. He comes in, the fan base is crying out for change. and There'll be people... You know, there'll it's be a tough people, job for him to come in and take. Of course, but there'll be people sitting here going, well, okay, but you know, there's a different pressure in, depending on what league you're in. If you're in the first division, you keep us in the first division for 10 years. Uh, is that pressure? Um not getting relegated, Nathan, the other year, not getting relegated. Is that pressure? Is that the same pressure? Yeah. Um, is he our best manager? Well, every era will remember their own manager. My, uh, you know, I've, I've had a few in my, my era too. Loved Harry Haslam. I love David Pete. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a bit difficult, isn't it? It's, can't answer that. I don't, think, I, I don't think you can say he's the best manager we've ever had. But he was most appropriate for the time we had him. Well, let us know below what your favourite John Still memory is. Let us know on YouTube, over in the town, on social media. That's and a hard one. Yeah, sorry again, YouTube, for cutting out. I don't know what's going on today, but all sorts of technical, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties, who likes them? It's good Batara's not here to help us. He does camera normally. Um, what is your favourite John Still moment? Uh, it's hard to say, isn't it? I do love the control the controllables quote. I think that's one of my favourites. Just whenever he said that, I don't know. Just thought it was because we know what he meant, right? Yeah, you know what he meant. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you on that. It's a difficult one, but uh, just good to bring. I'll it be interested to know what everybody else thinks. It's yeah. an interesting one. Let us know below on YouTube. I'm in the town or on socials. Uh, next five games coming up: the Mill, Swansea, Sheffield United, Bristol City, and Sunderland. Oh, don't ask that question. Some massive fixtures. I'm not going to ask how many don't. points we're going to get actually, but um, I'm, fifteen. You're kind of looking at them and you're thinking um, some more tough away fixtures. But this is where we have an opportunity, obviously, with the three home games to really kind of put a run together now, isn't it? 
if we can be if we can win our three home games, that'll be amazing. And if we get anything out of the other two aways, that'd be even better. It'd be lovely not to lose at Sunderland. Um everybody's expecting not to win at Sheffield United, but I think we can give them a game, so why not? You know, we weren't that far off them. So yeah. why not? You know, just on our day, if we if we're playing well, there's no reason we can't beat them. So the optimist says, you know, Win our home. Let's win our three home games at the very least. Win our three home games, and we're still in the mix uh, up to the next five, leading up to the big one, um, and then do them, and we'll be happy. Yeah, in a couple of weeks' time, that'll be on the list, won't it? Yeah, don't even go times. there. It's scary. <laughs> International break, and then Watford, and we we owe them one. And I think you know it'd be nice to 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 to, to put the record right from the crap performance we had at their place. I think our manager at the moment is buzzing. I think he's he's got us playing really well. He really, I think he really fits. I think Rob Edwards really fits with us, and so he'll know exact, and he'll want to win that game more than any other one. Yeah. But let's concentrate on Millwall. Let's win Millwall and Swansea, and then worry about Sheffield later. Um, and just a word on Ollie Lee, who had to announce his retirement from playing at the age of just thirty-one. Um, this. We spoke to him on the Christmas podcast this year and he was brilliant. He spoke about his time at Luton. He, he said how much he loved it. And, you know, so many players have said it who we've chatted to on the podcast about Luton was just that special place when they are at the club and they haven't really had that replicated anywhere else. So it's sad to see that he's having to retire now at 31, but I'm sure he's still got a brilliant career left in the game if it's going into coaching or... I think he, I think he mentioned he, he was going to go... Uh, do the coaching because he can still do that. But he, you know what? To to realise that you you can't perform to the to the to your, your strengths and then admit that to your team is is probably devastating for him because he, he he's got a couple more years in him, hasn't he? But uh, you know, it was lovely to see that he in the Christmas podcast in in, in particular, you know, how much he thinks of Luton Town and uh, how he enjoyed playing for us and and he got us, he got us. And he got the fans and he, and he got the situation. I feel sorry that he can't play anymore, but I'm sure that he's got so much more to contribute. And we'll never forget the, the goal from his own half or the different postcode goal, will we? What always what always remember. What one was that? Who were we playing that day? We were playing Cambridge. That yeah, day. I know. It was great, wasn't yeah. it? It was great. It was a great day. You know, and, and, and moments like that you're never going to forget. So he's going to live in the Luton Town memory forever. He, he's, he was a great player. Um, and right, right player, right time. Right team for him. Well, say we send him the best of luck for the rest of his Absolutely, career. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Absolutely, yeah. you know, he'll he'll end up coaching somewhere, um, and you know, you know, you never know where it's going to lead. You know, if he starts off a coach, he might end up as the manager somewhere. You never know. Um, well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. So, that's a bit of a short one today, but no yeah. Bataro, no Bataro uh, to argue with me. Yeah, exactly. Um, but look, we've got a big game against Millwall then another big game against Swansea next week I'm not here next Monday due to work reasons but I'm sure Are you, you and Bataro hopefully can be here and All right, uh, okay. lead the ship so let's see if if, no, if there's no podcast next week it's because Bataro's bottled it and you're on your own so you can't really just I can do one on my own sit here and talk you, to no one you just don't know so, <laughs> um, so thank you trigger. thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching and sorry YouTube that it kept cutting out today hopefully that won't happen again next week but yeah thanks so much for watching right. and we'll see you next week